Welcome to another episode of Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Kirsten Holder, and today we're talking with the Metro Family team, which includes editor Aaron Page, assistant editor Lindsay Kumo, and director of events Marissa Raglan about working mom life. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. Hey, guys. Hello, everyone. So where do we even begin with the challenges we are all facing right now as working moms? I know a lot of our listeners um, are in that boat as we are as well. Um, so as if the pandemic and school from home wasn't enough, we've now battled power outages, ice storms, snowstorms, basically everything that Mother Nature could have thrown at us, not to mention the election, the civil divide our countries in the midst of reconciliation, I hate to start this chat out listing off all the things that went wrong this year, but I do so to really name out some of the things that our families are carrying right now. This is a heavy year and it has been for some time. This time in our lives um, has been, like I said, in a word heavy. Let's start out our introductions, letting our listeners know um, who you are individually, um, where you're at in your life, what age your kiddos are, uh, what your school from home slash work from home situation looks like, just to give us a, a point of view on where you're coming from right now. So Erin, let's go ahead and start with you. Sure. I'm Erin Page, Managing Editor for Metro Family. And my husband, Jordan, and I have three kids. Like so many of you, I have been working from home for the last year, along with our whole Metro family team. Jordan has worked from home off and on. Our oldest two kids have been on an AB schedule for most of the year, which really means that I have been taking first grade and third grade again. And I really hope that I did better the first time around. Uh, thankfully, my youngest is in pre-K and he has been able to go to school barring snowstorms, ice storms, power outages every day with his little mask on like a champ. Um, so, I mean, we're just all here and I, I've worked from home for a long time, but never with everyone else also here. Um, you know, I think when this pandemic first hit, it was so hard on parents because we were just thrown into this bizarre new way of life. And I think I expected for my family that the longer it went on, the more we would adapt and become accustomed to it. And, and that is not what is happening. Um, pandemic fatigue is hard. It is real. Um, I think at this point, it's so hard for me to feel like I'm doing anything well in my career as a mom, as a wife, as a daughter, as a community advocate. Um, the silver lining for me in all of that has been truly all of you, um, our whole parent community at Metro Family who have provided some genuine opportunities to connect and support each other, even though we can't be together in person. Thank you for that. I think we're all feeling everything you were listing out right then. I was getting a little misty eyed as you were talking because of the relatability. Lindsay, how are you doing? Oh gosh, I totally relate to what Erin is saying. Um, I've worked for home for work from home for several years now, but um, having everyone home with me, um, man, she's right. It, I thought it would get easier. I thought we would get the hang of it. But man, it has just been the more that's been thrown at us um, with this or that or who knows what next crisis. I just feel like every day is overwhelming in a new way. And uh, 
yeah, it's just been a challenge to kind of navigate all that we've had to deal with this last year. I, um, I have three boys, uh, two of which started junior high and one's in elementary. We started the year all virtual at home. So I was working in third grade and muddling through seventh grade. <laughs> that was really difficult. <laughs> um, we transitioned to in-person this last semester and that has came with a whole lot of emotion and challenges and um, you know, even that has came with some quarantines and some weather. And <laughs> so uh, that's been a mixed bag of virtual learning and in-person learning. And, um, you know, all the while just trying to uh, find some bit of normal in all of these changes is, is just been a challenge. Um, my husband's also working home from home with me. That was new. He started that um, early on in the pandemic and I don't see that ending um, anytime soon. So we're kind of work buddies, <laughs> finding our little <laughs> corner in the house here. <laughs> um, you know, that's been interesting to navigate uh, a new phase in our relationship um, together. So um, it's been good, you know, on some hands, I'm not here all by myself all day, but on the other hand, I'm not here all by myself <laughs> all day. So I don't know, I saw a meme go across the other day about, um, I believe Aaron shared it about, you know, I'm ready for some precedented times and man, <laughs> can I get that as my vacation plans <laughs> for this summer? <laughs> that, that's what I'd like to book. I agree 100%. <laughs> Marissa, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. You know, just trying to keep our, our head above water, I would say, is sort of the, been the constant treading. Um, I uh, my husband and Nathan and I have a six-month-old little boy, and um, from <laughs> laboring to bring him here with a mask on to um, figuring out the juggle of, you know, not pursuing daycare because of the current situation. So we do, uh, we do a lot of juggling. I'm surrounded by baby toys right now, even as we're recording this. I'm in this one space that doesn't have it in the, the window. And um, you know, it's, it's just been a juggle, but we have thankfully been able to see, you know, in-laws, my parents, um, to be able to help us in an experience outside of these walls. Um, I just ventured out in the snow yesterday and did some snow angels to be able to cope with new motherhood in a pandemic. So um, the, the juggle is truly real, so. No one's cup is 100% full right now, especially if you're a working mom, if you're just a parent in general. I think uh, we're all having challenges we're dealing with right now. Um, like Marissa, I had to really quickly clean up baby toys before we started <laughs> the Zoom um, because I have a toddler at home with me who just, his energy is busting out the walls of our home. Um, so when the weather was nice, it was more manageable. Now that the weather is bad, that's hard. I've seen so many of our readers and our listeners share that it's like the hourly roller coaster of COVID right now. It's not, you know, day to day, it's like hour to hour. How are you doing? How are you feeling? And that, that is what hits home for me and my household right now. 
Um, because like Marissa, I don't have a, a full-time childcare situation and what childcare I do have um, has been impacted week to week due to COVID. And I think a lot of parents uh, that listen and read our magazine are likely in that boat. We're all trying to hodgepodge a situation that works for us. And the stress of that, I think can only help, not help, but bleed into other areas of our life, including our work, you know, and that, that's really hard. And this is just a hard situation that we're all in right now. Speaking of memes that Lindsay brought up, Erin, you are the meme-tastic mastermind behind Metro Family's social media channels. You shared that one about, um, we need precedented times right now, please. <laughs> what are we hearing from other parents as, um, as far as sharing their feelings, their needs, their challenges, on and on? So that is my favorite meme of the entire pandemic. I could really go for some precedented times right about now, <laughs> I think. That just sums up how we're all feeling. Um, in a word, parents are overwhelmed. We, we need support. We need to give and receive grace. We need encouragement and affirmation that we're not in this alone and that we're doing the best we can. Um, so as, you know, as the four of us are all feeling that on a daily basis, I think we have tried to do our best to provide that same sense of camaraderie and realness to our parent community as well. I know I have needed to be reminded often of why it's important to plan fun things to do right now, because in my household, sometimes that is the only way to give our mental health a boost during the week or on the weekend. Um, and that's why I'm always really thankful for Lindsay's content, especially because she's always coming up with new ideas for ways to have safe, fun, to be socially distant, to get outdoors and enjoy the city or to have fun at home. And sometimes we just need that little bit of inspiration from somebody else's creative mind to give us some ideas of, of ways that we can have fun as a family and that it is so important for our mental health to do that. So on the flip side, obviously this year has been hard. We're all overwhelmed. We're looking to those precedented times, crossing our fingers that that's gonna come back. But the other side to all of this is, that I've been hearing from so many in our parent community is people are more willing to have hard conversations right now to recognize and talk about needed or much overdue change. And then to actually get involved in the community to confront issues, whether it's social justice, systemic racism, equity in schools, better supports for our teachers, goodness knows they deserve it, mental health support, sustainability, homelessness, on and on. Mm -hmm. And it's been really beautiful for me to see that happening and have the opportunity to engage in a lot of those conversations. And it's given me a chance to really look forward with some hope. Thank you for sharing that. Um, that is the silver lining to come out of this pandemic, if there is one. Um, we've had a lot of time to think about what social change needs to look like, what changes we need in our lives as parents um, responsible for our work, our coworkers, but also our families. Things need to shift, and um, hopefully we're coming to the other side of some of, some of those issues. 
So for listeners of this podcast who have heard my interviews before, you know I can hardly continue on without knowing someone's Enneagram number. Um, for those of you that are unfamiliar with the Enneagram, it's just a method of assessing personality um, and approach similar to that of Myers-Briggs and many other personality quizzes that are out there. In the Enneagram, there are nine types, and each of those describes um, each of those types describe typical ways in which you might approach challenges, the why behind the action, if you will. So I would love to know Enneagram numbers for each of you, including how you think those numbers affect or influence your parenting. Um, Marissa, you and I are the newbie parents, so I'd love to start with you for this question. Sure. So I um, am a number three or the achiever. And um, I even feel that that number has shifted since becoming a mom. And um, that has impacted my parenting style in, in a way in which, um, you know, I'm, I'm able to, I'm very goal oriented, very competitive. <laughs> and so some of the things that I've been having to, to work on truly is knowing when to ask my husband for help because I like to prove and see that I can do it all. Um, I can juggle literally holding the baby on my hip and do two loads of laundry and have the dishes done. So I like to set up little competitions for myself, especially during this pandemic to see what I can get done before noon, see what I can do. And so that competitive nature comes into my parenting style in terms of the, the mom, I guess, that can do it all and try to do it all. But it ultimately, you know, it affects and has, it comes to my demise and, and if I don't ask for help. So um, yeah, I would say that's how it affects me. I think no matter what your number is, that is a relatable attitude to have. You start out the day with a full cup of coffee and you're like, I can take on the world. And then by noon, you're like, I can't do anything. <laughs> At least that's yeah. what my, how my brain's working. <laughs> yeah. I'm a five, which means I'm the thinker. I'm kind of analyzing everything so I can kind of relate to what you're saying. I'm, I'm trying to make lists and goals and um, productivity is a, a key success metric for how I define my life. And um, sometimes when you're with kids and when you're trying to get a lot done all at the same time, that goes out the window. That doesn't mean you're an unsuccessful parent. So how do you kind of reconcile that in your mind? I, I am on the same page with you, Marissa. You're speaking my language right now, even though we're not the same number. <laughs> Lindsay, how about you? So I retook the test just to see. It's been a little bit since I had taken one. So I wanted to see if anything had changed. It hadn't really changed for me. I'm a two closely uh, followed by, I think it's a nine. So that makes me a giver and a peacemaker, which is not really a shocker considering I'm a middle child. Um, so it didn't surprise me much with that, but kind of where that plays in a part in my parenting, you know, those words definitely seem like, oh, that makes her perfect for motherhood. But when it comes to giving, <laughs> especially, I can give until I resent. And then I'm mad, I get mad and no one knows why, you know? And I'm just like, well, haven't you seen all of this? Well, they're just so used to it. That's just what I do. Well, and I don't even realize that's what I've done until again, I'm mad about the situation. And then with the peacekeeper, are you kidding me? <laughs> peacekeeper with three kids. I don't think I really need to explain why that is an unachievable goal. So I think, again, I kind of set myself up for these unattainable goals sometimes in my head um, and what I want to surround myself with. And so it's, again, I find myself picturing something that's just not possible. 
um, in the real world. So I kind of have to check myself and my expectations for others <laughs> because that's certainly not their goals in life <laughs> is to um, be calm and peaceful along with what I want all the time. So um, those are those are important ways that I have to keep in mind um, that uh, those things don't always work in my favor. Well, and you brought up two good points, um, birth order roles, in addition to some of these approaches. And I think that is, I mean, that is something you have to constantly keep in check. I'm the oldest of four kids, actually seven kids after my parents got divorced and um, I'm the caretaker. And so I'm just trying to take care of everything, trying to do everything. It's not, it's not realistic. The other thing you brought up and speaking of being unrealistic is expectations. And I think that's something we all are as parents are very hard on ourselves about. Um, and that's something we do need to monitor, especially when, when we're overloaded, when we're carrying way more than we're used to. Erin, how about you? So it usually surprises no one who knows me well that I'm an Enneagram one, um, otherwise known as the reformer or the perfectionist. Um, but I also have a wing too, the helper. So like Lindsay, I relate to a lot of that as well. As a one, I tend to have really high expectations, um, typically unrealistic of myself. And then in times of stress that absolutely extends to my kids and my family for sure. I am very task oriented, I can be inflexible, and I'm often really high stress, um, which is exacerbated in times of pandemic, who knew? Yeah. So as a mom, it's been really important for me to give myself and my kids a lot of grace that does not come naturally to me at all. For myself, it's way easier with friends and family. Um, to give my kids a lot of affirmation, and thankfully for that comes naturally, thanks to my two wing, um, and allow us all the space to make mistakes or to be late or to not look put together all the time. Um, and since I'm a one and tend to focus on being a perfectionist, I made myself think through the positive things about being a one wing two, um, which mean I'm really passionate. Um, I'm good at instilling responsibility and empathy in my kids. I'm good at creating structure and boundaries for them, giving them positive reinforcement and advocating for people and issues. And as I've done some research into the Enneagram, again, I'm a one, that doesn't surprise anyone. Um, and ones really love vacation because <laughs> that can be the only time we feel we can relax and let go when we are physically distanced from all of our responsibilities. And that is so true of me. My kids would tell you I'm an epic vacation planner, whether we're going on a trip somewhere or I'm just planning something fun to do around Oklahoma City. So there you have it. I love that you brought up the positive sides mm. of your numbers. And um, for those of you who are regular listeners, I know a lot of that affirmation talk came from Stacy Johnson in your, in your talk with her, where she made you do some affirmations on air. And those are so important for parents to be doing right now. We need, we don't have many people to fill up our own cups right now. We need to do it ourselves. We already were in that position. And I think the physical distance um, that the pandemic has created between us has made that even harder. Um, we're not able to see our girlfriends that we can, you know, usually sit around and, and we fill each other's cups for. That's just not attainable right now. And so having those affirmations, I think, are really important. So thank you for sharing that. 
Yeah, with two teenagers in my household, affirmations are getting slim (laughs) from my children. So I need to layer those that into my (laughs) self-care. Absolutely. Yeah. I think kids at any stage, they, they have their pros and cons, but I can't imagine what you're going through with, with three teenagers in your house right now. <laughs> so you'd like to think that because we're all home more, we don't have as much going on, not as many places to be, that we would have more time for those self-care moments that Lindsay was just mentioning. But unfortunately, that's just not true. I mean, as Marissa talked about, our to-do lists seem longer than ever. Um, Our silver linings are also very valid, as is our stress and our feelings of insanity (laughs) at times. Um, So I'd like to talk about some of the techniques that we all use to implement, um, to bring ourselves back to center and why those things are important. Erin just shared about affirmations. Um, Lindsay, I'd love to hear from you and what you think. You know, I wish I was better at this, um, but you know, I I should be really honest, this is an area I need to work on and work on a lot better. Because like you said, when you look back at that number, I'm a giver. So looking at myself is just not fun. Um, I'd much rather focus on others. But you know, when if I feel overwhelmed, especially if I have a busy schedule, whatever, just making out a to-do list, just something about seeing it and it just seems more tangible when it's kind of laid out there in a plan for me. So that's kind of like my first step if I am stressed and I have anxiety, I like to just kind of label out what I need to do. So, you know, that doesn't necessarily seem like the most glamorous of self-care, but it certainly centers me um, a lot with what I need to accomplish and doesn't just kind of gives me a way to grab a hold of my next steps. 